0: knows if i might need some of these little gems we haven't officially started yet but uh i just i don't know might might need everything i can get here there's a list uh what do you mean? We might not talk about stuff. Well,
1: it's, everything is below the fold. Let's put it that way. Well, that's
0: because of, like I couldn't decide, and and by the way, most everything below the fold is left over from the below the fold last episode. There so, is that. So there it's that. it's not right. made the cut twice now. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, don't there, what,
1: I guess what I'm saying is that you didn't really do any cutting. Uh.
0: I, well, it wasn't yeah, even and
1: cut. And it wasn't he,
0: uh, Never mind. You know. So you'll see on the list I put on the list. One of our blocks here has just question marks here. One of the blocks has question marks, just oh, okay. question marks. And uh, uh, like <laughs> a couple minutes ago, both blocks had question marks. I right. finally decided I'll move one of them up there. Um, but so this is going to be a this is going to be one of these episodes where I say, okay, guy, what do you want to talk about? Um, but I will start out. All right. So you ready? We're going to start. There's a list. Anybody have any questions? Are we going? I guess we're going. Okay. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. So,
1: uh, um, up for sale once, up for yeah. sale twice.
0: I know, right? Going, going, gone. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what service this came, comes from. Oh, apparently it's from a service called adsbexchange.com. Um, this is when IDA came ashore in New Orleans, um, and uh, uh, it, uh, it shows – almost all the aircraft are avoiding it. Logically makes sense, right? They're all staying way outside the circle of, of precipitation. And, uh, um, and that all makes sense except for this one guy, this one <laughs> aircraft, which
1: did someone figure out what it was? Someone... It's a Gulf stream. Look at, it, the picture a gl- the, look at the picture in the lower left.
0: Uh, oh yeah, there we go. There is information here. Okay. So it's a Gulf stream. Um, and uh, and it's almost flying right over the top of the eye. Uh, it's actually it's almost worse than going over the eye. It's a, and and of course according to this, it's what that that block says that it's at what forty three thousand feet. Is that what it's saying?
1: Forty five twenty five.
0: Oh, that's the that's the uh, altitude right there. Four thirty
1: one uh, knots over the ground is the speed. Okay. The, the the two things about this track though that are interesting. Yeah. One, the first, if you look in the to the the east of the track of the of the radar target itself yeah uh you see it took a little bend it, um it was headed kind of uh northwest and it took a left turn of maybe 30 degrees and now it's headed west northwest around the bottom side of the eye of the hurricane okay earlier it had been pointed straight at the eye or, yeah. or at least or at least where this image shows the eye exactly relative to the relative to the radar target our adsb target um. Okay, but he's in the headwinds portion of circulation around this low. Well, if he if he jogged to the right instead of the left, he'd be on the tailwind side. And you know, I don't know what the what the cloud cover was like. I don't know what the flight conditions were like. Uh, he may be, you know, the smooth, he may have the smoothest ride available. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it would have been really interesting. So, so one presumes that he was completely above the clouds. Um, presumes on, on this, and uh, and I, I know what you're saying about headwind and tailwind. Although I don't know how that work, how, how that works in terms of the top of a big storm like this. Do the certainly that those would be the winds if he was down in the clouds, down in the precip. In, but in, any
1: if, low, if you go around. If you go around it counterclockwise, um, it's it's going to give you something of a tailwind. Yeah, and this and is I, certainly a low pressure, assistive. right?
0: And the whole idea of the eye is that what it's a sort of a column of air coming up, and and then yeah. going someplace. And I would imagine, depending on how close he was to the cloud deck, he would get the effect of there would probably be a yeah. wind swirl. It's kind yeah. of an interesting thing. I,
1: I don't know enough about hurricane. Um, structure to know if the I think I, winds at altitude are greater or less than or equal to the winds on the surface.
0: I, so I, uh, what little I know about these things and is that I, I remember reading someplace one time about hurricanes that as the wind, as the air comes up out of the center of the hurricane, it doesn't simply swirl away equally in all directions. Apparently it can actually make sort of this almost a tornado kind of thing, a a, a horizontal swirl of wind that almost a tail like thing. I don't know if you're visualizing this the way I am, but uh, it doesn't, it stays a a column of air that then bends over on its side. And and apparently that it it is part of what causes a hurricane to go in the direction it goes. It's sort of like the engine of the hurricane. But uh, so I wonder where the, uh, there's a name for it. At least there was a name for it in the, uh, in the science fiction novel that I read.
1: It's a shame we don't have some.
0: Yeah, I know, huh? But, uh, mother of all storms you should read the science fiction novel mother of all storms um and uh it's pretty sobering about what climate change can do in terms of monster hurricanes so this guy did right over the top i see now so obviously no tfr well there might be a tfr but This guy's on an IFR flight plan, so
1: I just... I think the hurricane alone is probably enough to scare people away. You'd think, um, but this guy... And and this guy's not you know, interfering with any uh, recovery efforts, that's for sure.
0: It just strikes me as being reckless, to be honest with you. I I guess, you know, if you're at 45,000 feet and you're flying a Gulfstream, you're feeling bulletproof in many different ways, but... uh, Well,
1: um, you know, I don't know. How I clicked the wrong link here.
2: Yeah. David, you're awful quiet. What do you think about this guy flying over the top well, of the hurricane? I was just looking at this uh, uh, radar image and noticing the, uh, the Gulf Stream as a 31 year old G4. Uh, yeah. It, it, and we know it gets great maintenance because that kind of flying's got to rock its rivets. Yeah. Yeah. It just.
0: I don't know. See, as a VFR pilot, I'm always thinking about engine failure and, you know, where do I land? And it's like, if he had a, if he had a problem at that point in the flight and had to go someplace, I don't know what you'd do. That would be, that would be an emergency. Well,
1: um, he's, you know, obviously he's over the water. His feet are wet. He's only maybe 50 miles south of, of, uh, um, the, the coastline south of new orleans right um it's hard to tell what scale this this map is but uh um you know you could pull both engines back and probably make lafayette um and if you kept going uh dallas and houston are not far uh and there's other a lot of other strips runways etc that would be uh yeah. Uh, easy to easy to get to uh, from I... flight level four five zero. There's that as well. You're right. Yeah. So okay. You're, so... you're not going to take your your Cessna one fifty two up to flight level four five zero. If you were at four five zero and a one fifty two, a good luck. B, <laughs> B, uh, you could you could probably make a lot of airports from there, even even given uh, this guy's <laughs> position. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: No. Uh, yeah. I think I think if you're a one fifty two at forty five thousand feet, you're not going anywhere but straight well,
1: down. You've got a whole heck of a lot of uh, other problems <laughs> yeah i don't
2: yeah. say you got you, you got a thermal to beat all thermal well yeah. That, yeah okay that's there you go that's a good scenario i hadn't thought of that one
0: because i'm thinking there's no way it's literally impossible but i guess no it's I- not
1: it's not impossible it's it's unlikely yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i mean you find the right um, yeah. um soaring opportunities and and uh, you yeah. got some oxygen
0: yeah, that's the other thing. If you've done it on un- yeah. not properly equipped, that long, but long before you get to forty five thousand feet, you're unconscious. Personally, anyways.
1: I would I wouldn't want to be over two five oh without oxygen. I mean, without pressurization. Yeah, uh, but um, I don't know. I just, I just work here.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, interesting uh, flight profile here for this. Uh, um, how close do you get to to weather? I mean, so all kidding aside, um, you know, and 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 Jeb, you're the one that does most flying you know, in different conditions these days. And I've watched your track as you go to and from various places, usually to and from Oshkosh and you'll zig and zag to avoid storms. I mean, do you have a personal minimum for how close you're willing to get to something? How do you make that decision?
1: My cardinal rule for uh thunderstorm tactics, strategies, whatever you want to call them. And and there's a lot of argument out there. If you want to call X, step uh, a tactic or a strategy, but my cardinal rule is to remain in visual conditions. Okay. Period. Yep. Um, if there's thunderstorms about uh, and, you know, with all the tools we have today, it's easy to find them. If, if you're flying through um, stormy weather, stay visual and stay out of those big clouds with the vertical development. That's cardinal rule. Number one, um, the few times that I have, I have um, flown into the cloud, if you will, associated with a, a thunderstorm and whatnot, it, it can certainly get exciting. Uh, I've never, um, quote, flown into, unquote, a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been a lot of clouds that I've flown into that had vertical development in them. Um, and, you know, as long as you're below, well below maneuvering speed and, uh, keep the wings level Mm -hmm. and allow your altitude to fluctuate. As long as you maintain a level nose level attitude, you'll come out the other side of it. Um, but too often we find people who don't, um, who don't do those things and it's best to simply stay in visual conditions.
2: You're, and the, the FAA has some guidance.
1: On yeah, it. they do. They do. Twenty. They want twenty. Twenty miles, 20 miles is is yeah. the rule of thumb because
2: thunderstorms can generate lightning miles away from where it's actually actively raining, and twenty miles is kind of the consensus uh, that if you can see this lightning, you're too close, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. The reason I'm laughing is so
0: many, many years ago, I was flying um, with a buddy um, home from Oshkosh, actually. Um, This is when I still lived in California. So we were headed westbound coming home from Oshkosh in his Bonanza. We were VFR. um, We were over, it was either Nebraska or Wyoming. I'm not sure, but it was in that area. And there were thunderstorms in the air. There were lines of thunderstorms, and we were watching them. Even though it was years and years ago, we had pretty good data about where the storm was and so forth. Um, and we could and we could also see it. All right, and the, and the, it, it its shape was actually there was a line of thunderstorms off to our left which is to say to the south and it was we were paralleling that line but then in the distance the the line of storms made sort of a a a, a sort of right turn a right curve so it was an l-shaped kind of thing and it it was and it was broken up it wasn't not as well defined straight ahead and there was a big opening it was a big gap and so our plan and so we're we're flying along and we're paying more than usual attention to where airports are nearby us, just in case we needed to get on the ground. But we're looking at this gap in the in the line and we're going, yeah, we can make that gap. Let's go for that gap right there. All right. And so we're flying along, flying along and we can make it. Yeah, we can make it. And flying along. And yeah, we can make it. All of a sudden, a big lightning strike, not hit the airplane, but off to our left in that line of storms. We suddenly saw a great big <laughs> lightning strike about halfway between the line of storms and us. And we said, nope, we can't make it. We're not going. <laughs> no, nope, we're not making it. We're going down. And we, Which airport's nearest? That one right there okay good land and uh, yeah and so we landed
1: and uh, which is a, a great plan yeah um uh, especially when storms are on the move uh land um in front of them somewhere let them blow over you yep and motor on home
2: yeah and that's basically um, what we yeah go ahead david getting caught in a thunderstorm that, that is you didn't fly there it happened after you got there uh Picture in your mind a wine cork in your clothes washer during the <laughs> agitating cycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've heard those stories. I've never done it, thank goodness. Yeah. Knock on wood. But uh, at 22, 22 minutes of the most harrowing airtime I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. And it flexed the wing on the Comanche enough that it popped paint off rivet heads. Yeah. Yep. When I when I got home, I took it straight over to Dead Cow to, for the leprechaun to check out. I wanted to look inside and outside to make sure that there was nothing twisted, wrinkled, or misshapen, uh, you know, in the wing spars yeah. and tail. And he uh-huh. and called me up later. He says, uh, only thing I see is you got the same row of rivets on both wings that don't have paint anymore. Okay. So good job. That's good piloting, David. You kept it symmetrical, right? (laughs) Yeah. He says, what, what the hell did you fly into? (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, so this Gulfstream had an
0: interesting flight. Um, I wonder if you did a serious search on the web, you might find pictures from the Gulfstream. It would really be a dramatic picture to have an overhead shot of this particular hurricane at at
2: this particular moment.
1: Yeah, that Um, would be a, um, interesting interesting
2: yeah. image so anyway. it could be a NOAA gulf stream which case well, it's probably it, it,
1: armored and if you're tracking i mean the in number comes up registered to um um what's it called people in queue november quebec llc yeah. in LLC. san antonio um which is yeah which is the, some,
0: obviously some sort of aircraft holding company kind exactly, of thing. exactly exactly um, but it could well be leased to NOAA. I mean, you know, I mean, who knows how? Well, what NOAA
1: missioned. has their own aircraft, and so they wouldn't be registered November one eight TD. They'd be registered, you
0: know. no, oh, I see what you're
1: saying. Um, okay, something else. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, they would come up registered to NOAA.
0: Yeah. Anyways, an interesting I mean, flight. It, I'll, yeah. Um.
1: Uh, uh, whatever. And hurricane I mean, season's you, you, not
0: over yet. No, it's not. Oh you know, no, no, it's
1: not. It, you know, it is not. Um.
0: Yeah, there was another, yet another Florida one, right? Jeb, the Panhandle got hit just like yesterday.
1: Yeah, Mindy, I think is its Mindy, tropical right, depression, yeah. tropical Mindy. storm. It started out as a, started out as a just a low in the Gulf, yeah, and then became a uh, tropical depression, where it, and then a storm. I guess it made the, made the cut for ma- being a storm. They gave it a name, Mindy, and then it came ashore with the Panhandle in the Big Bend area. It moved over South Georgia and it lost a lot of its steam, but it's headed back out over the Atlantic and who knows what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And we're feeling the effects up here today of, I believe it's <laughs> uh, of Larry. Um, Larry is a uh, I don't know if it ever made, made it to hurricane status, but, uh, is a storm that stayed out over the Atlantic, so it didn't. It apparently isn't coming ashore. But it's, Larry made Cat Four at one point, but it's been downgraded. Could be. I'm paying attention because it was never predicted to come ashore, um, but apparently it's big enough that um, it's kind of the, tr- the edge of it is is uh, is uh, affecting the eastern seaboard here again. So, uh, anyways, hurricane season. Yeah, okay, exciting. Um, <laughs> it's like one of the mar- one of the many many benefits of living in Florida, huh, Jeb. There you go. <laughs> yes Uh, apparently one of the benefits of living in new england
1: yeah Yeah, living everywhere these
0: days david it's only a matter of time we're gonna get you a hurricane don't feel left out all right and uh We'll oh get, i don't feel left out we'll uh, get you a hurricane
1: well yeah. I, I fixed you up the other day i drove I I, <laughs> I, I I drew that great big circle out to out to encompass wichita over I, the over the projected flight i path. know a little sharpie extension to the map yeah, and, uh, yeah i
0: know right you know so there you go that's as good as good as anything all right that's enough That's, that's enough. as good as
1: you're gonna get it for free <laughs> We're I gonna mean, see. you know
2: this falls under the heading of don't try this at home yeah really exactly
0: anyways exactly. all right exactly. well on that note welcome folks to uh uncontrolled airspace the general aviation podcast oh, we hadn't
1: done that yet we I thought have we not were, I thought no. we were rolling
0: well we are rolling but uh but this is where we say hello to everybody and and um and uh, so i'm jack hodgson i'm coming to you from uh the uh the banks of the ever and with all the rain we've been having the ever raging kachiko river there's been some serious serious flow over the uh the waterfalls in uh, downtown dover i posted. some some, some YouTube videos of that. And, uh, um, it's, uh, you know, a lot of rainfall for an area that went through a drought that lasted the better part of a year. Um, since the beginning of July, we've had a lot of rain up here. And, uh, and like you say, it's not over. So, uh, Um, Keeping busy work-wise. Let's see now. Um, Good news, bad news. Um, My day job work is picking up again. Long-time listeners know that my day job is in the uh, corporate events world, uh, supporting um, trade shows and conferences and that kind of thing. And with the pandemic, that industry just plain shut down. It was basically zero for the better part of a year. And it's still very, very slow, but it's starting to pick up again um and so uh it, it is picking up for me um it's kind of good news but all of this there are people who suffered way worse than me in the pandemic i've been very fortunate and uh I, I don't mean to to uh to uh you know minimize the the tragedy sometimes of others but for me um it's uh um i you know I, the, a lot of the work that's starting to crop up for me now is all work from home stuff um the companies that i used to do on site events have sort of reinvented themselves as supporting a lot of the online conferences that are happening these days. And so I'm doing more and more of that work, which is good. I'm glad to have the work again. I'm a very social person though. I miss traveling out to these places and seeing people. And so, so that's the bad news part of it. But, uh, but I am keeping busy and that's good. Um, more and more work, um, happening. You caught Jeb. you caught me, you caught me sending an email to you guys at three o'clock in the morning the other day. And that's, that was because I'm, I'm my sleep schedule is totally out of whack now because I've been supporting a a project that's 24 seven all around, uh, helping people all over the world. And so basically I'm, I'm keeping I was, all kinds I was of weird wondering hours. About
1: that. I mean, oh
0: man, I'm keeping all kinds of weird hours. I, I you know, this weekend, this coming weekend, I do two Saturday and Sunday. I do midnight to 8am. Huh? Anyways. That's my thing. Um, I'm continuing to do my around the field news email newsletter. It's chugging along nicely. Um, just so to give you guys a little background. Um, the, the goal of the newsletter um, is to report on, on 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 the activities of grassroots flying around the country. It's sort of a newsy activities reporting current events kind of equivalent to the stories that I used to do in the uh, E.A.A. Uh, daily newspaper. Um, So it's very grassroots flying oriented. It's very small airports. It's very small airplanes and that kind of thing. And so in the, in the newsletter i I'll, I'll report on on various happenings around the country um, interesting airports that you might fly to um, upcoming activities at some of these airports, um, occasionally a product report that might be of interest to grassroots, pilots, that kind of thing so uh, that's that's sort of the the editorial you know goal or whatever you want to call it of of the around the field um, email newsletter. You can check out the current issue and all of the past issues at aroundthefield.net um, and please subscribe it's free. I'm here in the virtual hangar talking to my two good friends, and we're going to find out what they're up to, too. First of all, uh, from uh, the air capital of the world, Wichita, Kansas, is uh, Dave Higdon. Good morning, David. How are you doing? Doing okay. Yeah. Um, knowing you, you're probably keeping busy. Um, even not having gone to Oshkosh, I'm sure you've got a lot of things on you. What is it you like to call it? Your dance card. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, uh,
2: well, I, uh, I'm working on my fifth and sixth stories to finish this week. Uh, it's, it's just been turning and churning and getting stuff out and, uh, and woke up this morning and looked the outside air temperature thermometer and it said 58 degrees. It's like, wow, this can't be September in Kansas, but (laughs) check the calendar and son of a gun, it is September in Kansas and unusually comfortable. So we're enjoying that.
1: Nice. In, nice. in, insert R-rated comment at this point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, we tease you, David, about hurricanes, but uh, obviously, the, for you, it's tornadoes. Um, it, it feels like, from the news we hear up here, that it's been a relatively quiet tornado season, at least for Kansas. Is that true? Or
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been a couple of small ones, but they were out in in uh, in the part of Kansas where the only people that care or the cows.
0: hmm Yeah, okay. I you know I've heard that yeah, it's 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 all the mask wearing that we're doing is kind of knocking down the tornado. That's a flu joke, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, so well I'm glad the tornadoes have been good for you or
2: been not good have been not bad for you, have been good for you. That's cool. Well we had a boomer of a storm last last weekend that kind uh-huh. of foreshortened the Labor Day long weekend. But so we got about two inches of rain at my place in about three hours. Yeah. And it it was just no wind though, hard, steady rain. And my yard loved it. And yesterday I had the, uh, the young couple that, uh, does the mowing for me over here and they, they made it look all spiffy. Like I actually pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get yourself
0: one of them fancy riding mowers that Jeb's got. Hey, Jeb, well, anyways, um, Uh, Very cool, David. And uh, my other good friend here in the virtual hangar from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida, is uh, Jeb Burnside. Good morning, Jeb. Good morning, Jack. What's going on with you? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm teasing you about your life. I still haven't had a chance to actually, you know, for years you used to torment me fairly. Every time I'd visit you, you'd say, you're going to mow the lawn, Jack, right? And I would have. I just never did. A lot of the time back in those days, your your riding But it was so much fun. Well, back in those days, your riding mower was always broken because you had an old one. An Uh, old one, right? I, I don't
1: remember it all, ever being that broken, but go ahead.
0: Well, it was non-operational. <laughs> no, I think it was. Anyways.
1: I remember us putting a new rear end in it, but. Um, yeah, we did
0: a number of different things. here. Anyways, yeah. but 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 you've since solved that problem by buying one of these fancy, funky, cool, little dual stick. What what are those things called? Zero turn radius. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That sounds like fun. And I think, although I think you, you had it the last time I visited, I didn't get a chance to ride it. Excuse me. I mean. Mow your lawn with it and uh, so
1: Yeah, I'm 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 still disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry.
0: What's going on with you? How you doing? You working on anything fun
1: or no, I've been ty- trying to take it easy, uh, tackle some things around the house, but uh, you know, catch up on some uh, streaming on the television and uh, uh, run some errands and, and uh try not to worry about um, the rest of the world. I can't do much about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So what
0: are you watching? I recently caught up with Ted Lasso. I really, uh, that's an Apple TV thing. You might not get that. Um, but, uh, Ted Lasso is a lot of fun. Um, what else? You're, um, you're into this expanse thing, aren't you?
1: Yeah. I, I yes, is the quick answer. Yeah. I, I enjoy the, I enjoy that. Uh, my science fiction fix, um, recently finished Bosch. Um, okay. Uh, a couple of other, uh, uh, series like that that i pay attention to um i'm starting to get to the end of my rope and i'm waiting for some new seasons for some of these programs though mm-hmm. yeah um, and uh you know that and some dvds occasionally uh catch up on uh, uh stuff i haven't every you know i flick through netflix now i so, said yeah i got that dvd i got that dvd i got you know i got that one too and, and it's like you know I, i'm not going to stream that and use up bandwidth if i can if I could just play the DVD and and then it's like, well, I got to get up off the couch to do that though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah right. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. A, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I yeah, don't have a yeah, DVD yeah. jukebox. I can I just press it. press another it. button or something.
0: But if anybody would benefit from it, it would be you, that would be great. Absolutely. You know, if you, know, oh, if you need absolutely. a, you need some sort of big robot thing that takes, keeps all your DVDs and slots them into the drive. Yeah. That would oh, be great. That would be, uh, uh, yeah. That would of
1: course be we do have that in a sense, we call it, you know, uh, yeah the internet. video on demand and, and yeah. streaming and, and yada yeah. yada but, but uh, it, uh yeah. it is what it is yeah well that yeah. sounds cool okay all yeah. right so that's uh, kind of what i've been up to lately
0: cool cool uh well that's it folks we're done that's everything was on the list yep, thanks for coming <laughs> yeah um, no it's a very short list this year this week uh what did i do oh, I, so i let's see you know i called attention to one other item here Yeah. The
1: the aircraft aesthetics. Yeah, what's, What's the most beautiful aircraft,
0: beautiful airplanes. All right. So this is a list I came across on some site someplace. Um, let's see now. Um, oh, it was in Reddit. I'm, I'm, I'm reading more and more Reddit these days. And I came across a Reddit article. Let me open it up here so I can describe it accurately. Um, in uh, in the uh, aviation subreddit i believe is what they call it r slash aviation um they uh, the headline is aesthetics are subjective but what do you think is the most beautiful aircraft ever made and uh, and if you want to wade through the comments and there are currently one point seven thousand comments and i did not <laughs> wade through them all um the the uh, the the original poster um suggested that the uh Constellation that he pictured here is is the most beautiful Lockheed um, oh, Super Connie, and, and it, that's
1: a great candidate. In it, it is yeah. a
0: great candidate, no question about it. it. Um, oh, it,
2: it is still photographed. It still looks like it's doing Mach one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so uh, that's one. Do you guys, and, and this is a hard
0: question. I mean, this is a really hard question, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do anything other than punt when I'm asked, but do you guys have a thought on what's, the, you know, Dave's going to say, here I, I predict, Dave's going to say the one that you're flying right now. Um, and and <laughs> eh, eh, that's not a that's not an acceptable answer. What's well, a beautiful airplane? Don't be that, me not the most beautiful, but name a beautiful airplane for, from your perspective. Jeb, Dave, who wants to go first?
1: Dave, go ahead. I'm thinking. Oh, Okay, Beach Dagger Wing.
2: That's a good one. Okay, that's, yep, that's okay. a great one.
1: Um, the Havilland Comet.
0: Very much It was, much a, so. it was yeah. a beautiful airplane. It's so tainted by its by its. It ac- is. They, it's they, they fixed in that,
1: and the in the later marks yeah. were were uh, uh, did not have uh, that problem. But it was basically replaced by another candidate for most beautiful airplane, which is the seven hundred and seven.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting choice. It's not unbeautiful for sure. Um
1: I I it, it's the I like the 707. It's got some art deco things going on. Mm-hmm. It's also got um you know space age stuff going on. First, you know, swept wing uh, uh well, I don't know. I guess the Comet was swept wing too or a little bit swept. But um uh 707 is and, and for that matter, I guess too, the 727 are are i don't know most beautiful certainly uh most iconic
2: mm-hmm. i think the 787 n- noses its way into this list yeah i, I do too uh, particularly when it's in the air yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of flex in the in the wings uh just staggers me it yeah. of course it's a composite airframe so it's able to do that without stressing anything but uh when they when when they brought one to to air venture a few years ago uh, I i just stunned looking at the crowds that were up next to it you know and they're, they're touching it it's like wow but then when it took off to leave the area holy cow
0: yeah. Now that's, that's interesting. And I wonder if you have the same memory I do. I think the three of us were together Yep, and we were standing up on, on someplace near the old terminal building. We were uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. All right. When, when the 787 departed and it was, and it departed on the northbound runway uh-huh. um, and climbed out right over our heads and kind of banked away a little bit, as I recall. Yep. Um, and I think the three of us were just standing there with our mouths open a little bit, you know, going, wow, that's really beautiful. Um, and yeah, uh,
1: yeah. the the, was the, the was long the slender either. wings on that airplane, plus yeah. the the trailing edges of the engine nacelles,
0: yeah, are yeah.
1: are both very um, individual, uh, it, 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 very individualistic of that particular airplane. The nose is a little bit individual too. It still has that that basic Boeing Transport greenhouse, but the nose is shaped differently from say a, a 707 or well, let's, let's, let's run the roll. The 707, um, the 720, the 727, the 730, uh, 737, uh, and even I think the 757 have pretty much the same, um, certainly the same fuselage cross sections, but also, uh, very similar, if not identical noses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh, moving away from you know big transport aircraft um, i I like the lines of the uh, of the cirrus jet. I think that's kind of an attractive airplane. Um, do you remember the Eclipse concept single engine jet? Oh yeah. Um, for some reason, I came across a picture. Somebody posted a picture of that this past summer. I don't know who was associated with Oshkosh or not. And uh, I hadn't seen a picture of it in quite some time. Um, That was a very, uh, very attractive airplane in my view. Um, I've always been very, very partial to things like, um, I think the champ is a really beautiful airplane. I, I just think the champ is, um, the, the, the shape and the lines and the, you know, I mean, it's not a sleek, sexy, I mean, it is kind of sexy, but, uh, you know, it's not sleek in the way that a constellation is sleek, but you uh, and I have different versions of sexy. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, so I like the champ. Um, I've always liked the, uh, bird dog L-19, I believe the L-19 bird uh-huh, dog, um, uh-huh. which for this has in you know, a different size and obviously different mission, but, uh, but similar to the champ, um, you know, it, it will come as no surprise that I think the Cessna one fifties are very, very beautiful. I, I've, you know, it's funny because since I've returned to flying to the extent I've returned, um I, I've been flying one seventy twos. You know, I mean uh, you know, one seventy two Drew was a big influence to me in this regard. Um and so I, I went back to flying in the one seventy twos and and I like the one seventy two better than I did back in the day. I, I think I've told stories about my 72 experiences in my early days as a pilot. But um I was flying one seventy two. Um and and in, in recent months for some strange reason I've suddenly started coming across pictures and of 150s and 152s and and it just I don't know touches me it rings a bell for me I just something even though the 152 150s and the 172s are so similar they're in my to my eye they're different enough I think the 150 is a really beautiful airplane I like the 150 um, particularly the, the later models that have a little bit more swept tail um, and uh, and a little bit more shapely cowling. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, and so that's my, yeah. those yeah. are some of my suggestions. What about, what are about airplane, GA airplanes for you guys? Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's an unfair question. Uh, Lance, oh,
2: go, the, the, go ahead. Yeah, David,
0: the, the Lance Air. Lance oh, Air yeah. was a beautiful airplane is a beautiful airplane. I guess I don't see them as much as I used to. I don't know why that is. Um,
2: it was, well, they, they made a factory one and that wound up getting sold to uh, Cessna, and Cessna very quickly stopped producing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh, in terms of GA airplanes, I think a V thirty five B Bonanza is just a killer looking airplane,
1: and I'm I'm going to come right back with the, the Comanche is a good looking airplane.
2: I was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I agree with the
0: Comanche and the Bonanza uh, one, but yeah,
1: you know, I think you know, I think we've gotten a little bit astray here. I mean, the the uh, uh, the, the aesthetics is is what we were really discussing, and, and the most beautiful aircraft ever made, and. I think that's a very high bar to clear.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. So.
1: Um I'm not saying that none of the you know, I'm not saying the V tail or the or the Comanche wouldn't qualify or even the one fifty, although i we have to have a chat, Jack. Um, um <laughs> but um to uh, me those are not the most beautiful. There's a there's a the Beach eighteen uh, is another candidate, okay. I think. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and for that matter, the King Airs, the Barons, those are all very good-looking airplanes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. there's, there's all that going on. Um, where, where did the line come from? So, say again,
2: say again, David. I was trying to think of who came up with a line for an an airplane to fly. It has to be beautiful. Serge Dassault, yeah, Frenchman. Okay, yeah, yeah. leave it to him.
1: Yeah, uh, and and. There's a there's a great deal to that. If it looks good, it'll probably fly good.
0: Yeah. Yes, but actually fly good, not just seem like it's flying good because you think it's beautiful. That's
1: what, that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I, I agree. I mean, it, it, um, I'm trying to think of. Uh,
0: we, we sort of have an innate sense of aerodynamics, if you will, and and something that is uh, that is successfully aerodynamic we think looks beautiful as well. I think that that's my theory here.
2: Um yes, well, no. I, I think know. we'd have to throw the Cirrus uh, uh distant singles into that. I yeah. th-
1: I think you would too. I am not sure I concur with Jack on the the vision jet it, it uh, any and I'll pull, pull up here a, uh an image of the of the eclipse 400 and and, and look at it. Um yeah, okay. It looks a lot like the Cirrus, and and the Cirrus Jet, for all it is, I mean, it's it's a, it, for, by all accounts, it's a great airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, it it does exactly what um, Cirrus wanted it to do. It's it has a parachute. It has all the automation you could ask for in a in a single engine or in a personal airplane. Uh, it just in in the, the Eclipse four hundred, which is what we're talking about here, the single engine Eclipse mock up. Uh, or, or prototype um, it just looks clunky to me with that with the the single engine mounted high atop the fuselage okay. and forward of the tail but it just looks like it's kind of tacked on yeah
0: all right now so that's that's not unfair and i have to confess that i've made my projection from memory and so now i've called up a bunch of pictures of the cirrus jet um and no, I'm going to stick to my. Re- I, I hear you, and, and you're yeah. everybody's entitled. Yeah. Um, I like the look, I like the lines, I like the yeah. shape.
1: Now the Eclipse Twin, the Eclipse 500, 550, whatever they're calling it now, that's not a bad looking airplane. It, it's not my. It's not in my top ten of the most beautiful airplanes, uh-huh. but it's not a bad looking airplane.
0: Yeah. I think I saw a bunch of those this year. I think it was at Oshkosh for the first time in a long time. I, th- I think I saw multiple of them on the ramp at
2: Oshkosh, which is not terribly surprising, but, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, well, so. when, when, when you get to the end of the line and you're ready to pay up, I've got to come back to the Connie. Uh, okay. It, it may partly be because of, I've, I've been lucky enough to fly in one of three or four times. And, uh, Twice it was in airline service in Brazil. Uh, Walking into that cabin was like walking back 50 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But three tails, three vertical surfaces, uh, an elliptical wing, kind of semi-elliptical wing. uh, And that almost dolphin-like hump. Of the fuselage, it's uh, it's just killer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't disagree, dude. I don't
0: disagree at all. Um. Anyways, all right. Any final thoughts here before we move on? Um. Yeah. No,
1: not really. I mean, Havilland had some interesting designs. Yeah. Um. um some of their, their uh, yeah. piston twins. Uh, I'm looking at a. DH-89 Dragon, I'm going to butcher pronunciation here, Rapide. Um, basically, it's a biplane with two inline uh, engines mounted um, over the landing gear on the bottom wing, and, and it's got a funky nose, and um, it's, you know, tapered by tapered wings and, and, and that kind of thing. It's, it's just a... Um, it's in that class,
2: like the stagger wing.
1: Yeah, it, 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 um, its lines are a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's there's a combination of angles and curves that that it, in my book kind of works, but it might not be for everybody. Kind of thing. Uh, the stagger wing is all curves, and that's that's what what makes it. And of course, the Art Deco thing is is in its DNA too. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful airplanes out there. Uh, the serious Singles certainly qualify. Yeah. Okay. Well, very
0: cool. Very yeah.
1: cool. Um, so that's it. I, that's all we have to talk about. Cause that's the only thing on the list.
0: Well, no, no, yeah, I know. No. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We to this is uh, on the subject of, of esqui- exquisite or aesthetics. Um, if you Easy like it for what we're, you to say, no, not at all. If you like what we're doing with this podcast, if you think it is exquisite or even, in that direction. Or even just a t- merely attractive. Yeah, right. Merely attractive. Handsome, as they say. Uh, please consider supporting it. us uh, us and this podcast with a financial donation. Um, as little as a few dollars a month really helps us in doing this podcast. You can send individual donations to the UCAP tip jar via PayPal. Uh, big thanks to a few recent uh, PayPal tip jar supporters, Lyndon N., Michael S., Michael F., and David W., and everyone else who's ever given us a tip jar thing. Thank you. Um, or you can become an automatic monthly supporter via Patreon. Um, Thank you to some of our uh, uh, Patreon supporters. Um, Let's see, Benu, uh, someone who just goes by the name Ben, B-E-N-N-U, Benu. William H., Jonathan H., Jennifer H., lots of H's. Colin C., Patricia S., Grant P., Jan S., and everybody else who supports us on Patreon. We really, really appreciate that. Thank you. You guys are the best. Uh, For more information about providing automatic monthly support, you can check out patreon.com slash uncontrolled airspace, or you can make a PayPal donation to the email address podcast at uncontrolledairspace.com. You can get all this information by clicking the box in the right-hand column of the UCAP chip chip uh ucap homepage. uh that's at uncontrolledairspace.com. thank you to everyone who supports us uh what else um here i'm going to put a link in the chat i just i was just thinking about this when i was thinking about reddit um let's see now uh so there's a reddit link see if you guys can open that I so this came up across. This is another uh, uh, r slash aviation subreddit um, post of a, a video, probably a TikTok video, of an airplane um, that has its engine being run up, but it's, oh my, <laughs> but it's but it's not it's not sitting on its gear because its wheel its wheels are either retracted or, or removed. It's it's some combination of standing on jack stands and or hanging from an engine crane. Um, and, and they're doing a run-up of the engine and, uh, and the, oh head- my. the headline is what could go wrong? Question mark. Um, now I, I took some grief in, in Reddit here for, for suggesting that this was actually computer graphics. that This wasn't a real image. Um, and, uh and the Reddit community did not, did not like me suggesting that this was fake. And I'm not saying for sure that it's fake. I'm just saying it seems so implausible that it could be fake. Um, m- one, my big evidence for it being fake is that there's no shadow of the airplane. Um, that, that the, the, the engine stand casts a shadow, but the airplane doesn't cast a shadow on the floor. And so, uh, I, I don't know, but,
1: uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I I would like to know where this was and who was in charge of this, so I will never use them for my airplane <laughs> I know, maintenance. Huh?
0: I know, huh? It's crazy. It's like, you know, it, and I don't know whether that ja- that engine hoist is actually supporting the weight of yeah. the airplane. Yeah,
1: or... what it is, is is you've got the jack stands there. That oh,
0: are, that's right. You need a third point, don't you? You yeah, need yeah. a
1: third point to balance, and the, the engine is the heaviest part of the... Let me put it another way. Yeah, pretty much the heaviest part of the airplane. But but the engine the front of the airplane is where it's going to tilt, right? Uh, if you took that engine stand away, and basically they've just got it hooked to the the um, lift ring on top of the engine, and right. I, that's just insane. Yeah, it's the whole crazy. thing is just insane. And, and
0: I mean, and even if you put the propeller at zero pitch, so that it's not theoretically not prevent, you know. Um, producing any thrust just the torque alone is going to make this thing do unpredictable things
1: yeah well there's that and, and the I typical say- prop installed on that airplane will not go to zero pitch oh really it will not you know, i will didn't not know that, that. Okay. it'll go to a very fine pitch but it won't go to zero oh, and or go it, go it won't feather
0: you know and by the way that's another argument i have is that the debris on the ground didn't move when he ran up the engine okay um you know, there's, there's not much, but the bear the floor is basically clear, but there are some things on the floor and I don't, I don't, I haven't watched this thing in a couple, let me play it again. This could get crazy. Does it have audio? Uh, I don't know. Yes and no. It has music for some reason. Um, but, uh. Yeah, see, nothing's moving on the floor. I'm not buying this. I think it's, I think it's CGI. I think they shot an airplane on the ramp and then and then did some.
1: No, I think they shot the airplane in the hangar, but then they moved the started turning the propeller. I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't, oh, I but see. But I, mean, they, they supered a, a moving propeller, and that could have been true too. That may be the way they did it. But yeah, I mean, and
1: I can certainly see them using an engine crane, although I wouldn't we the way I would do it. I can certainly see them using an engine crane to balance the airplane on jacks. Yeah. Um. But uh, starting the engine, on, uh, I don't.
0: I know. I, don't huh? like so, I know.
1: I, just I, what? What are you? What do you think? Yeah.
0: It, you know. And if it's real, it's foolish. It, oh. Uh,
1: yeah. Excuse, pardon my French, but yeah, I'll holy
0: fix <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's that's just nuts, David. You you obviously yeah. You, you, but David, you'd do this right? <laughs> it's like, I was talking with someone recently about the caricatures that we've created over the years, and David's was, D- David will David fly that? David will fly anything.
2: <laughs> like, i've got a coffee mug that says just the opposite yeah, yeah. uh
0: even david wouldn't fly that is that what it's idea oh, yeah, that's right. the one thank yeah, you right. Jeb. Yeah. thank you Jim. Not,
1: not even dave would fly that not even dave yeah. would
0: fly that there we go see that's my point yeah. um yeah. yeah this is kind of crazy the way this is any thoughts david before we move on here not that we've got anything to move on to
2: uh, the only thing that looks wilder is a single blade prop yes. yeah well Yes. Single blade pop is weird, but if you balance it right, it's no different, right? It's, it's you know, well, it's supposed to be the most efficient, cleanest, you're, you're
1: right? Be because you don't efficient. have
0: multiple blades interfering with each other, right? right.
2: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Anyways, well, make it make it a pain to hand prop. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah Which man. we do not recommend. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so. anyways, that's a weird picture. That's, oh, I don't know, what,
1: I'm glad you shared that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um, I yeah. Yeah. Cause when you first look at the image, the first time I looked at it anyways, I didn't notice the jack stands. I thought that the whole thing was just hanging from the engine cra- engine lift. Um, but no, there, if you look, uh, you look quickly, closely rather again. And uh, yeah, there's these two big, tall jack stands under the wings. Um, anyways, but yeah. I totally
1: get your comment about, um, the shadow there's no shadow of the airplane on the floor and yeah.
0: there's clearly a shadow of the of the engine hoist
1: and and both jacks
0: yeah but there's no shadow of it all of the airplane and the fact that the debris on the floor of the hangar doesn't move you know it's got to be some breeze being generated so no,
1: there's a oh, well not only is there a breeze being made here but it's maybe 30 feet to the back wall of this hangar the structure it's in yeah, that's got to be moving a lot of air, and that air is going to be coming back around the corners
0: and make the move the airplane. Yeah. Well, yeah. that, well, that it,
1: and, and in that little that water bottle over there on the left side, about midway up, that's yeah. going to have to get knocked over. Yeah, so if it's moving any air, so I, yeah, the air's got to go somewhere. Yeah. So I
0: stand by my, my by my claim of the high likelihood of this being um, CGI. Yeah, I'm not um, sure.
1: I, I I think I might call blowing snow on this one.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but. But the Reddit crowd didn't like it at all. They were really...
1: Oh, I'm not liking it either, but...
0: No I, mean, no, I mean, they didn't like me claiming that it was CGI. Oh, they didn't oh, like see. me claiming that it was fake. Apparently, I was, oh, yeah. you know, so um, I actually got demerits. That's the way it works in the Reddit world is you get uh, upvoted and downvoted. And my comment got seriously downvoted.
1: reason 37
0: of why I'm not on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, well, there's some interesting stuff on Reddit. You got to yeah, stay away yeah, from no, the scary I, parts. But I uh, get, it. I get um, it. Quite frankly, this aviation subreddit I find interesting and uh, um, a few others of interests of mine, but yeah, uh, Reddit's quite a wide world. And there's some, there's some, some scary, ugly stuff in Reddit, but, the, but the good stuff is good. I, 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 you know,
1: it's worth looking at, I think anyways. So the other thing that we, we're not going to get to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is yeah. What
0: else are we not going to yeah, get to?
1: Yeah. Is, is in Mars ingenuity. I think we're due for an update.
0: Yeah, Mar- I, I, yeah we, you know, I remember us talking about this, but I think we talked about it after the fact or before the fact. Well, we
1: talked... talked about it before and after its first flight on Mars.
0: No, but I mean last episode. I don't think we I talked about it during we, the episode. And, I don't uh, think
1: we talked about it at all, but I don't remember. But uh, it, just a kind of a um, uh, uh, post-it note for everybody. Mars Ingenuity has now made its 13th flight yeah, on Mars. It's just awesome. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it's achieved a maximum speed of... Slightly over twenty-two miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see the uh, the most recent flight. No, no, I'm sorry. The first flight was thirty-nine point one seconds, but and I don't, I'm I'm getting bad links here on, uh, um, you know, like the, the flight log doesn't have the. The official NASA flight log doesn't have the 13th flight filled in yet, which is, you know, I haven't filled in some flights in my logbook either. But uh, um, I hear, yes, yeah, the link I want like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, bum, 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 it's bum. you got to um, hand, you
0: know, for all of NASA's shortcomings, and and it has some, um, and but they, they're doing some great work, particularly on these Mars um, explorer, you know, craft. Um, you know, with the rovers have just been so remarkably robust, um, and, and now Ingenuity is, is another example of this. Um, it's like, you know, it was, it was, it was specced to do five flights, I think, six flights, something like that. Um, and like it you said, now, did it's another to, one. And now it's up to 13, um, yeah. and it's gone beyond the pure, you know, so the original spec of the original, um, experimental goal was to simply see whether or not you can fly on Mars in its thin atmosphere. Um. And and after they after they concluded that that works just fine. Now it's going it's gone. And it wasn't intended. Other than that, it wasn't intended to have any scientific mission, but now it's actually starting to be purposed for um, supporting the uh, the uh, um, the underlying rover whose name I'm blanking on now. What's the name of the car, that rover? Um, uh, too bad we don't have a device here. Oh, it's a shame. In this day and age, I want to perseverance. Say, perseverance. Thank you. Um, and so now it's like it's scouting routes for perseverance. Apparently, uh-huh. they actually, you know, they 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 had they had tentatively planned to send Perseverance along a particular route on the on the surface of Mars, and they sent Ingenuity to look at that route from the air such as it is air. And, uh, um, and on the basis of the data, they got back from ingenuity, they realized that it wasn't worth it. That they didn't, that, that there wasn't anything to look at in huh. that direction. And so they, they, you know, went off on a different direction. So yeah, ingenuity is just remarkable. Um, yeah. and, uh, just imagine what it's going to be like when they actually, you know, put a, put a f- aircraft on Mars that's intended to do some great things. Um, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they're already doing great things. Yeah, but me I mean, yeah, there.
0: yeah. When they're doing great things with an aircraft that was meant to be incredibly simple, um, you know, when it gets to be, yeah, okay, we're babbling here, yeah. but uh, ingenuity is um, good.
1: What else? The other thing going on here, though, you asked, are NASA ops considered general aviation? I did ask that. I'm trying
0: to recall what was the, what was the circumstances of me I asking don't, that. I don't
1: know why you asked that question, but... The quick answer is probably not, in that it's a public aircraft. Op- anything that NASA operates is, is considered a public aircraft, and basically implies government. So it it wouldn't fit in that technical category under some classifications, but it's clearly non-commercial. It's I, you could you could argue it both ways, I guess, whether it's non-military. Um, you can't argue that it's non-public. So generally, you think GA is private, um, and that's generally going to be true. But there's a lot of what we consider to be general aviation operations that are conducted by public uh, aircraft owners. Mm-hmm. And you know how, how you how you uh, split that baby is, is right. beyond beyond this podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I I, I, I did. I did add that question in the category of this ingenuity flight. I'm not sure exactly why. It may have just been a general question because we've always said that the definition of general aviation was everything except military and the airlines. And I guess I was just kind of curious whether NASA was considered military. you know for example is air force 1 well air force 1 is air force so it's that's not ga okay hence uh, the name yeah exactly i'm sorry i'm trying to think of another example are, are there any are there any federal space, government sp- space shuttle Space shuttle is an interesting case. Would that have been as <laughs> general aviation? Um, well,
1: space shuttle again is certainly public, and, and there are well, again, there that's where I should say military missions, so that would be a military operation.
0: Well, and the military shuttle for sure would not be GA, um, sure, for sure. But the NASA j- shuttle, all right, I mean, that's okay. Um, is uh, is SpaceX's Dragon
1: well that's right
0: yeah yeah exactly uh uh, is that general aviation Um, that
1: clearly to me is general aviation it's a private operation yeah uh it is not uh commercial in nature um although they want to be commercial in nature um oh no spacex is definitely commercial they're making a lot of money carrying people and gear to the iss oh okay that's that's completely different Yeah, yeah 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 um um is that general aviation and launching satellites? I don't, I
0: don't, and no, SpaceX is an incredibly yeah, successful you're right, you're right, um, example.
1: You're right. I, was, I was thinking, like the you are thinking right, of this top. new uh,
0: Starship thing that they're still experimenting yeah, with. And, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Although they're making a lot of money, they just what they got that contract from NASA to to take things to the moon eventually. Um, that that uh, Amazon, not Amazon, but uh, Bezos is uh, is disputing in court. And uh, you heard this right?
1: Yeah, I saw something about that. This goes back about going. three, four,
0: five months or so. Yeah, but, it does. Uh, yeah. But they, but NASA or the Fed, some form of the federal government—I think it was NASA—contracted or tentatively contracted with SpaceX to have this Starship aircraft carry people and stuff to the moon. For <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a brave new world, man. It's a brave new world, and I don't know whether spaceflight. Now, th- this is the larger question: Should space? flight be considered part of general aviation david oh, Ruffle, yeah. quiet
2: yeah oh yeah oh yeah 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 this it, my uh my old boss at air transport world magazine he he uh dubbed the space shuttle the the world's largest ga aircraft
0: okay
2: and uh with a hell of a payload but it qualifies on all the points i mean it it's non scheduled, it's privately operated, it goes where it wants to when it needs to go there. Uh, and it's got room to take along a few friends as long as they have their own spacesuit.
0: <laughs> didn't, well, yeah. didn't the in the later latter days of the space shuttle, they didn't even wear
2: spacesuits, right? They they were all wearing jumpsuits and you know. but you just want to avoid one thing. Yeah, and no, that's it's... any encounter with an Illudium Q thirty six explosive space modulator. Hate that, I, that would ruin your day. I hate it when that happens. I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I, think, I thought those had been mostly phased out, but there might still be some in circulation.
0: Well, you know, there's that one that's flying over L.A. on the approach to LAX. So that's there's that. I think that's what that is. Maybe you know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. You know, I mean, Who they can won't, tell anymore. They won't tell us what it is. So I submit that that's that. I don't know. Well. by the way in post-production i will at this point in post-production i will be googling whatever it was david just said (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so
2: uh oh the eludium q36
0: explosive space modulator all right and now i'm comparing to see whether he said it the same both times okay um all right what else all you're
1: all you're doing dave is just increasing his workload (laughs) i know right uh
2: uh, it's like putting him in a round room and telling him to go stand in the corner. Yeah. 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 Yep. I will. Uh, I think we're done.
0: I think it's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're looking at all the fa- fast forwarding, rewinding you have to do to get this episode out. The door. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Anyways, thank you guys. It's always a blast. I, uh, <laughs> See, I've got a script in front of me And I still don't know where to go next That's Jeb Burnside Jeb's a freelance aviation writer and editor Serving as the editor-in-chief of Aviation Safety Magazine He's also a regular contributor to other aviation publications Online you can find Jeb's work at AviationSafetyMagazine.com His magazine is on Twitter as AvSafetyMag And you can find his other work at AEA.net and AvWeb.com On Twitter he is Burnside J. And Dave Higdon. Dave is an aviation photographer, an aviation journalist, and the U.S. editor for London's Ave Buyer magazine. You can find his work online at avbuyer.com and aea.net. On Twitter, he is Real Higdon. And I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer online. You can find me in most of the usual places with the all-one word username jack hodgson for example twitter jack hodgson youtube jack hodgson patreon jack hodgson uh you can find my ebooks on amazon by searching for around the field in the books section and you can sign up for the around the field email newsletter at aroundthefield.net hey david was there
2: something you want to tell us well if you're old enough to remember this quote you're probably doing some flying because time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan Illudium Q thirty six explosive space modulator. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough talking. Let's go flying.
1: And always remember to fly the airplane with your head, not your hands. <laughs> All right. Well, wherever it is, I don't like it, and I'm getting out of here. Hey, maybe that character wearing a spittoon can help me. At last. After 2,000 years of work, the Illudium-Pew 36 explosive space modulator. At long last, my dream come true.